We've been talking about keeping hope and keeping our faith going, energized, especially after this wonderful celebration about two weeks ago now of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is no figure in human history uh, that lived a life anything like the Lord Jesus Christ, and certainly no one who has risen from the dead and lives forevermore or has the power of God at work in their lives. Like this amazing historical figure, this Son of God, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of what he did, because of his resurrection, because of course of his sacrifice uh, on, uh, on the tree at Calvary, uh, on the cross, uh, because of all those things and the combination of God's purpose, God's word being fulfilled, we have the promise today of salvation, the deliverance from our sin and from the power of, of, of sin, and eventually from the presence of sin because of what Jesus has done and because of our faith in him. The last time we were together, we talked about how our hope and our confidence, our faith and trust in God is like a rope holding on to the voice at the other end. We may not see it, we may not discern it, but it's there and he's there and he wants us to continue to trust him. Now, I, I want us to go back to the story of these two men who were uh, taking a walk from Jerusalem to a village called Emmaus after, on the very day that Jesus had resurrected uh, from the dead. And Jesus himself, the resurrected Christ, meets them and uh, he, he confronts them. He says, you know, why is it that you don't believe what was said by the prophets, that anything to do with what Jesus taught and stood for must be received by faith. It is an issue of our confidence and of our faith in him. Jesus rebuked them as unbelieving and foolish not to trust what was put and given to us in the Bible. These men talked about the fact that they had hoped that Jesus would be the Messiah, the one to rescue Israel, uh, and it didn't work out the way that they had expected. But something happened to these men after they recognized who Jesus was. And I want us to talk about that for a few moments here on Sidam Church Online. My name is Reverend Kwame Rubadiri. Now, the story goes on in chapter 24, Luke chapter 24. These men listen with rapt attention to what Jesus is saying about himself and about the things that would happen and why they would be happening. And as they reach Emmaus, because this is where the two guys were headed, the two disciples were going, Jesus appears as if he's going further. And it's the evening, almost the end of the day. And uh, they say to him, well, why don't you spend the night with us? You know, um, it's still late and there's no need for you to travel while it's dark. Um, you could always continue your journey later. So he's persuaded and they go uh, to the home of these two uh, disciples and they sit down to a meal. And this is what the Bible says in verse 30. When he, Jesus, was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them. Then, verse 31, their eyes were opened and they recognized him and then he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem and there they found the eleven and those with them assembled together. Verse 34, and saying, it is true, the Lord is risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened to them on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke bread. 
the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ to these men. And I think part of it had to do with the fact that, as they said, their hearts burned within them. Something within them recognized what he was saying as true, that there was something to put confidence in, in the words that were spoken to them by this stranger on the road, who in fact, as was revealed to them as they broke bread at the table, was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. When we have a revelation of who Jesus is and we have a revelation deep within ourselves that yes, this is true, he is alive. He's alive and he's speaking to me. He's alive and he's revealed himself to me. He's alive and he's at work in my life. I can't sit at the table any longer. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. I must get up and tell someone else. Our motivation in terms of keeping our faith alive, keeping our hope and trust in God alive is to share it with someone else. And I hope that this is the challenge that you will take, that I will take as well, that for everything God does for us, it shouldn't be kept to ourselves. It doesn't matter what our surroundings are, what time of the day it is, someone else needs to hear this message. Someone else needs to recognize that what's true for me and what God has done for me can happen for them as well. That's why these two guys got up at the end of the day, it was already dark, retraced their steps all the way back to Jerusalem, found the disciples, the 11 disciples, closest ones to the Lord Jesus Christ, and testified to them that yes, he is indeed alive, and we have seen him. I pray that that is our opportunity and witness, to tell someone else what Jesus, the living Jesus, the risen and resurrected Christ has done in us and continues to do in us because he always keeps revealing himself to us. We may not always discern him or see him, but he moves and shows up in ways that are unexpected, times that are unexpected. Don't keep that information to yourself. Tell someone else that your hope and your faith is real. Thank you.